Hello, grandkids, and welcome to Stunt Granny Audio 828. This is Kevin DeFrango. On the other end is Shahid Abdul Hadi. What is up, good sir? Nothing much. Just watching NXT in the background. And we did one of those talk. We talked for five minutes, like, wait, we're giving this away. Let's make these bozos pay for it, or these bozos actually listen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I was behind, I, I, I decided to forego actually watching uh, NXT while while recording this one for a change. Oh, it's, so it's been a so it's been a so so episode. I mean, Gigi Dolan made her comeback to interrupt the match. Um, the, oh, I guess the best highlight wasn't even a match. It was this kickboxer routine with Mako Satamora and Roxanne Perez. Oh, I did catch that before uh, before checking it. Oh, hold on. Did I do that? No, I just saw the training video. I'm going to assume the kickboxing is after that. It was two segments. One was doing the workout, and then the second part was them finishing the workout. Uh, okay, I have not seen them finish the workout yet. She was asking, like, why are you doing this? And it goes, like, shut up more. No talking. You train. I'll tell you at the end. And it is more and more wrestling and kicking the bag. And she's like, you know, the win, you got to do it from your heart. And I had nothing to do with your muscles. So I'll see you in two weeks. I cannot remember the last time I, I saw a challenger train a champion to get ready for a title match when they're wrestling each other. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a weird situation that they have going on down there. But, uh, I mean, yeah, she did call on her as a tag team partner. I mean, I think it works. I mean, that happens in pretty much any sport, right? It's not like they just train with their teammates. So. Yeah, but training... (sighs) I couldn't imagine Kurt, you know, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle training Brock Lesnar to get ready for their match. <laughs> so, and, and yeah. I mean, it works in a while because, like, Roxanne Perez is the champ, but she's kind of like not a rookie, but everyone's a rookie compared to Miko Satomura. So it just fits. Like, I, I want you to make sure. It almost seems like, you know, if you win, you're going to have to earn this. And I want you to be ready. So I have a challenge type thing. Uh, whole, yeah, know, it's it's very I'll Dragon Ball Z. Favor. Very Dragon Ball Z of her to uh, train her partner up for uh, the proper power levels, uh, so that it's a real oh, challenge. That's a perfect, that's a perfect <laughs> description. That, that is definitely something that happened on NXT. <laughs> I mean, that would happen on Dragon Ball Z, and like you know, I'm gonna fly you in so you can help me in a tag match. And Mako was like, all right, I did you a favor, and you're going to do me a favor. I want a title shot. <laughs> I can afford my own plane tickets. I ain't fly over here just to be your friend. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a smart uh, smart maneuver on her part. You know, uh, why not take advantage of the situation? <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely have some of Roxanne Perez. I feel like she's like barely without the baggage. As far as a baby face. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah, she's something else. Like, I guess I, I, I thought she was pretty good in Ring of Honor, and she's uh, done nothing to uh, dissuade me in the meantime. 
So, and she's just gotten better and better as she's uh, gone along in NXT. Can we just talk about the fact that NXT just has these, you're talking about Dragon Ball Z, they have these Super Saiyan women wrestlers. This is <laughs> up and down the roster. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've definitely talked about it a good chunk. They are... That women's division is loaded with just all kinds, all kinds of talent. It's it's wild, and a lot of it's young. Roxanne Perez is twenty-one. <laughs> That's it. Like she could fit on the main roster tomorrow if she wanted, and hang with basically almost every woman there. The fact that she's only twenty-one is insane. And between her. Seeing Soul Ruka that they grew out of a damn lab. <laughs> like I have seen athletes, she I she was doing pistol squats on like a bal- on like a balance beam. Oh. And I'm like and I'm like if you don't work out, you have no idea the difficulty involved with that. Because pistol squats are hard by themselves on a stable structure. She yeah. was not on a stable structure when she was doing it. And she's about eight feet in the air. So uh yeah. She yeah, she is impressive to to say the least. And she, she picks up, you know, she picks up she hasn't been wrestling that long. She's definitely a quick learner and I like how they treat her like, you know, she can take a loss and she's like, you know, a loss is a lesson. I keep trying things so I get better at it. And I like this whole thing where it's like, you know, one day I'm going to be good enough to beat Zoe Stark. And until then, I'm going to train to do it. And you just see somebody like Zoe Stark is just in a normal circumstance. Would just be like an awesome example, like a woman wrestler athletic wise. But then you see next to Sol Ruka and I can see why Zoe Stark's all bitter. Like, you know, like they forgot about me. I used to be the hot thing. And now everybody <laughs> forgot about me. Uh yeah yeah it's uh it, it's pretty strange how that's happened <laughs> honestly because yeah. it's like I think of Roxanne it's like three that that seem like stand above everybody else Roxanne yep. Sol Ruka and Tiffany Stratton yeah. oh Tiff- <laughs> yeah, yeah Tiffany Stratton's something else it's like let's take. The Mandy Rose and Trish Stratus, and imagine if they were a powerlifter and a gymnast, and we could start from scratch. Uh, yeah, another one. Uh, not as much baggage. Uh, Tr- Trish definitely had some back in the day, but that might have been more of a result of it being back in the day. Yeah, I think Trish's whole thing was she's coming from a bodybuilding background. And people didn't, and that was back in the time where they weren't really doing. She was kind of like the predecessor of that, where it wasn't like oh. they weren't going after women like that, because they weren't really going after women like that, especially like ring wise. It was like most of the women that were still wrestling had been wrestling for about seven to ten years, as it was anyway. Or was either America, Japan? It was this whole recruiting women to wrestle because like they had they, women wrestling had basically been dead up until the attitude era and then even when they brought her and it was more like a valet in effect where it was like when she said she wanted to start wrestling people were like why 
you don't you don't <laughs> have to. You look the way you look. What are you trying to do? And the fact that she improves to the point where she's basically the Hulk Hogan of women wrestling, as far as like America is just wild. Because it wasn't a because it wasn't the atmosphere conducive to women's wrestling. Oh no. No, it was impressive, uh, the work that her and, uh, yeah, Lita and Molly Holly, everyone in that time period did. And somehow she ended up being the, uh, the queen pin of, uh, of the whole situation. I mean, she's one of the most beautiful women that's ever been in wrestling. And then she actually was good enough to wrestle. And then the fact that she was like Hulk Hogan's a baby face and, and Hannibal Lecter as a heel. Because it's a funny thing where for as nice as Trish Stratus was as a baby face, she's always a better heel. Like, she just definitely had that vibe. Like, I'm going to enjoy being a vixen, cracking jokes, and being being evil and calling y'all whores. (laughs) So... So to see her now, like, you know, the grand game of wrestling, like, she was backstage, and I guess they changed plans on Raw. Because... Is that going to be a six-man at Mania? That seemed to be a rumor. Oh, with her and Lita and uh, Becky Lynch against... uh... Yeah, I mean, they're still short a person, you know? It would be weird to have someone not... Like, unless Dakota Kai is hurt so much that she's not even going to be ready by WrestleMania... So why are you announcing a tag match? <sighs> oh, a title match for Raw, a title match next week, and it's—I mean, I guess it's like oh. you know, anything can be done for a storyline, and it just seems—I guess we'll see when we'll see. It's just—it's just amazing, considering the fact that Lita and Trish are, can still wrestle if they want, and basically look exact, more or less the same that they did twenty-one years ago. <laughs> That's making me feel sad that like the attitude here was like a two decades ago. That makes me feel so damn old. Uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah, those things are not getting any better. Uh, <laughs> remember, yeah. re- remembering that the, the great era, uh, or that era of wrestling, uh, was that long ago is, is kind of rough that, uh, yeah, my second run as a wrestling fan has been longer than the first one for sure. Yeah, I mean, people from that era, their children are now wrestling. So that's all we need to know. Like oh. seeing William Regal's son, seeing William Regal's son on NXT and Taz's son on AEW is kind of like, yes, we are old. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, the Rock is like we just talk about. Yes, the Rock's daughter is on NXT. <laughs> we are old. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I guess it's getting as bad as uh, as many a sport is at this current moment, where it's just like, oh my gosh, I remember your dad playing. This is uh, this is not getting this. This is not good. This is not good at all. <laughs> yeah, we we have talked about it in hockey and football, and it's like, yeah, we're getting used to like, oh, such and such. Patrick Sertain. I was like, <laughs> I remember his. I remember watching his father. Joey Porter Jr. is, is going to be a first round draft pick. I remember his dad. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a fan favorite uh, with the uh, with the Steelers for Shersies. There, Mister Porter. It'll be uh, interesting to see if his uh, if his son ends up uh, joining the squad or not. It's time, time will tell. Yeah, I guess the beauty about pro wrestling is, you know, it evolves as we get older, and it's kind of like the women used to be an afterthought. And now see these women just being these amazing athletes and just showing the added, like NXT has found this great sweet spot, especially with Shawn Michaels, Triple H, just be combo of like taking indie people who are, you know, the best indie people that we can find as well as let's just get great athletes. No, let's go. Let's go get an AC. Yeah, you know, oh, because I see like the the NIL classes. They be like, oh, she's a four time All American volleyball player. Oh, she was the SEC high jump champion. Oh, he played, you know, foot. We played college football. He was Kenya's Kenya's best power lifter. Like, get athletes and train them how to wrestle. And, and people were making fun of like, oh. What's that going to say? I'm like, you see what Tiffany Stratton can do. She's not been wrestling that long. She's busting out BMEs with extensions in her hair. And a full, <laughs> and a full face of makeup. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tori Wilson, as good as she was, was not doing that. Like, when you have... And when you have yeah. great athletes, your ceiling is higher as far as how, how well you can be. Because there has rarely been... The best wrestlers have always been top-notch athletes. And it's not just like, you think like Stone Cold played football. The Rock played football. No. Undertaker played basketball. Like people forget, you watch Young Undertaker, he's an athlete. Oh. He was, he was, he was an athlete. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, if people forgot that, uh, what, watch the first 15 years of his career? Yeah, because it was kind of like he was, if you didn't see him at WCW or like, you know, watching him in the Indies or whatever, he was like, it's just this big man lumbering around. But then every now and then it's like, oh, he busting out a flying clothesline. And it was like, Sid Vicious for as important he was, was not busting out flying clotheslines. So, <laughs> like, you can overcome, you can overcome lack of athleticism. Like, athleticism comes in different terms because oh. John Cena thing was he might be clumsy he's just one of the strongest men that has ever been in wrestling that was his athletic ability i'm strong as hell (laughs) yeah hey it it really works in a wrestling context (laughs) yes it it definitely works and you know sting before even after he hurt his knee i tell people all the time like if you are saying at certain age sting was shelton benjamin before shelton benjamin so just think about yeah. how awesome Shelton Benjamin is as an athlete. Like, Sting was doing that shit in the eighties. Like, I tell people, Sting and John Cena were on the same weight. You see how John Cena wrestles, and you see how Sting wrestles. There you go. <laughs> so like, and having like having athletic talent is always work. All you got to look at the Steiner. All you got to look at look at now. Look at Roman Reigns. Look at Bianca oh. Belair. Like Bianca Belair is kind of like, what's that next at this point? If we find the best athlete we can find that has charisma and she learns how to wrestle, it's like, what if Scott Steiner was a woman? She'd be, he'd be 
Bianca Belair. And it's just wild because I watch Bianca Belair matches. I'm like, it's hard. I know wrestling about suspension and disbelief. It's hard for me to see her, like, especially now, established, like, losing. So I'm like, oh. who's she losing to? Like, nine times out of ten, I watch a match, I'm like, like I can see somebody beating. I'm like, who's she losing to in a fair fight? It's just, it's like inconceivable to me. But one of the people I can see herself losing to is the person she wrestled at WrestleMania because she's wrestling a crazy Japanese mad woman. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, after Rhea picked Charlotte, I don't know if it was already known that uh, Asuka was coming back, but uh, Asuka was the only choice, you know, to have a good opponent for uh, Bianca at WrestleMania. Like, I... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't see who else she really could have taken on. There's nobody else. Like, she already wrestled and beat Bailey, and she already wrestled and beat Becky Lynch, and it ain't nobody else they had. Like, beside, um, like you said, Rhea Ripley, ain't nobody else. Yeah, Rhea and yeah, Charlotte. Because like, she hasn't really had a full, proper feud with Charlotte yet, either, has she? Yeah, and that's... No, it's like that's the last big thing that they're saving for. Like either the only the other ones is like her and Charlotte, like right now, and her and Ronda Rousey. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's another good one. And, but it's just wow, where it's kind of like Bianca Belair's a babyface in peril is kind of hard to fathom because she's just bigger, stronger. I know that EST thing is a gimmick, but not really with her. Uh, she is. Bigger than most of the people and stronger and faster than everybody she's going to be in a ring with. Uh, it, and it really has uh, strengthened her case with her recent, like, hey, I'm just going to do some, I don't know, I don't remember the exact wording, so if it's wrong, so be it. But the strong woman competitions or the powerlifting competitions. Yeah. I'm going to be a bodybuilder. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, you can see the muscle mass that she has put on. It's just like, dear lord, she like already, she was already she, ripped. <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, I'm bored, and I want to get on my body this morphia thing, so I'm just going to get my pro card in bodybuilding while I'm wrestling as champion." <laughs> and I'm like, and then just in case you didn't realize what else she can do. Montez Ford's outfit that everybody was raving about at Royal Rumble. You know who you know who made that? She did. Uh, yeah. What can't what can't she like her and Xavier Woods better never have a baby because I'm like what can't they do? <laughs> uh, they they are both uh, extremely impressive in their uh, creativity and ingenuity. That is uh, for sure. Like a lot of people have hobbies. Most people aren't really good at their hobbies. It is, it's not the point. They're doing it for fun. She's actually picks up hobbies and she's actually good at it. But, you know, I'm looking forward to that match with her Oscar because Oscar's one of the few people that I can feel like go toe-to-toe with Bianca Belair because Oscar can go toe-to-toe with anybody. And now she's doing this, I'm batshit crazy and y'all don't know how to handle it gimmick and Bianca Belair always got this like keep that weird shit away from me cause <laughs> my mama didn't raise me like that 
Yeah, she does. Uh, her facials are uh, are pretty great, and she really uh, sold the whole. Uh, uh, I don't know if you call it blood or whatever that Oscar uh, allowed to come out of her mouth this week on, on Raw. She don't speak coolly at that girl. I'm gonna be so damn mad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this Oscar's just wild because you forget Oscar is a grown ass woman. And the fact that she just still wrestled a high level in, the, in her forties, looking like that in her forties, I'm like, that's that's yeah. I, she well, we already know she's a Hall of Famer, but I think we kind of underestimate the fact that she's become one of the biggest stars they ever had. Considering Japanese people really became stars in WWE, because it was like we don't know how to market you. And unless you speak the unless you speak the language perfectly, we're gonna market you like a child. We have no idea what to do that. And she overcame all of that. And it's not like she was young when she came over in the first place. And they just like we're gonna turn you into a badass. And that's what they had her do. And then the main roster was the same thing. And then the pandemic era, like you know what? Cut promos the Japanese. Do what you want to do. Just have fun. Like pandemic era Asuka was. It's the reason why she's here now because it's kind of like they just let her do whatever she wanted to do and it worked uh yeah i mean i've said it more more than a number of times the 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 foreign people do i understand what they're saying nope do not know japanese one lick do i get her intent when she's screaming japanese 100 percent Yes, it's normally something like she's going to beat the shit out of you if you can't do nothing about it. Like her and EO, her and EO going back and forth. I don't need to speak the language to understand. Like They want to fight and do not like each other. I can read between the lines. And Asuka has the chops where it's like, it's not just like if Asuka beats Bianca Belair, it's not going to feel like an upset. Like oh. Most people, cause of like, it's like she can hang, like Oscar can hang with anybody. So yeah, and they're really selling. Uh, they have done a pretty good job of uh, reselling Oscar here, at, who you know had hit a little bit of a uh, of a losing skid, really, for uh, the recent past. Yeah, because she was being a sidekick to Bianca Belair, being dragged down by uh, um, Alexa Bliss. So no. she went away, went on, va- went on vacation, came back looking like a demon, and half the women been like, ah, I'm not messing with that. And then you got these Looney Tunes like Carmella and Liv Morgan like, yeah, I want to fight that. I get it with Liv Morgan because Liv Morgan is like, like, you know what, I'm just going to be, I'm going to turn to ECW mode and just be insane. That's going to be my new gimmick. And then <laughs> I'm going to enjoy pain. I'm going to enjoy pain <laughs> so it works for her. I don't know what Carmella's thinking. Like, like Carmella is just delusional. Uh, In a way where... <laughs> yeah. The God, fact man. that even her husband is going like, what the hell is she thinking actively on TV? Is it, it like... It, yeah, that's been a pretty fun take on uh, on that relationship, honestly. Like, it... it 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Corey is like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, what is wrong with? And I love Carmella because she, like, she was one of the MVPs of that elimination chamber because she's out there cracking jokes. She's flexing her back. Raquel's doing that. It's like. I, uh, I always like Carmella because she's almost like the best where you can move her up and down the card and it always fits. People, like she's believable enough that she can wrestle for the title. She can do comedy relief. She can be a baby face. She can be a heel. And it's this whole thing where she's beautiful, but my, her, I'm the prettiest girl that's ever been in WWE. This nonsense just works because she's funny. That's oh. what it is. Like Carmella is 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 funny and likable, and I just laugh. I, Liv Morgan is like I don't, I don't know where that came from. That whole you know what oh. I'm tired of being a pretty girl, this fucking girl from Jersey. I'm gonna be a madman. <laughs> yeah, they needed and, to go somewhere with her. So hey, I mean it works. It definitely works, and the fact that she's improved so much in ring wise, it's like she's that she's good. Like as far as like a wrestler, and it's just, no. and it's like she's not she. It's funny where she's been up for a long, long time, and she's not that old. Like she's still in her twenties. Oh. Yeah, she's pretty young. Like I remember because I I did look it up. Oscar is forty one. Forty one. So she don't look, she don't look it. Yeah, she looks great. Yeah, yeah, so I guess we can go elimination chamber. Like that was an excellent show. It set up, it set up what it needed to do. The matches themselves were very enjoyable. The women, I know, like they are not afraid of taking chances. And that sunset power bomb off the chamber that Liv Morgan down like she is insane. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot that could go wrong there, and. It did not at all. Yeah, like Seth Rollins blew his knee out doing something like that, and he wasn't even off a chamber. He was just doing it off a turnbuckle. So it could easily, if she had landed the wrong way or somebody landed on her the wrong way, it could have easily went sideways. It was just a mix of, like, you know, veterans and young people and strength and agility. And you just realize where it's like how deep the women's division is in WWE, where it's just all these women can wrestle. All of them bring something to the table. And the fact that they booked everybody in a way that nobody looked weak, I'm like, they treated Liv Morgan like she was Thanos. We're going to have both. We're going to have Natty and Asuka have you tap out so you don't look weak. And she didn't even tap out. She just passed out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, and I mean, it kind of goes back We had talked about it uh, earlier in the show uh the division's so deep that they're bringing back you know like they've got to include bailey and uh becky lynch two of their biggest women stars in an attraction match because they don't have room for them at the top of the card yeah it's like ronda <laughs> rossi doesn't have a match yet <laughs> oh and her <laughs> yeah like that's how that's how deep Talking about the horse women, like three of them are still around. It's like we gotta find spots for two of them. And it's like it's not like it's Becky Lynch. Like <laughs> I have seen her on TV shows. She is still one of the biggest stars they have. It's like 
we got a, it's like Stone Cold versus Scott Hall. We got to find something for you because we have so much stuff going on. And it's just weird where it's like one of those matches has a lot of heat with Bianca Belair and Asuka. And one of those matches is just like, it's, it just feels weird because it's history behind um, Rhea Ripley oh. and Charlotte. Yeah. But it just feels like it's like I lost a couple of years ago. I'm getting my payback and I'm going to show you old news. And Charlotte Light, no, you're not. And that's it. Uh, like, yeah. <clears throat> I hope this Friday when uh, they have their face-to-face that they can uh, maybe start to till some new ground. I, I mean, the kind of interesting thing apart it is Rhea's almost done. Her rebuild has been through Judgment Day, and she hasn't really wrestled much. It's really been her assaulting men that has uh, yes. built her character back up. Her, her assaulting men and flirting and basically tormenting Rey Mysterio at every event. <laughs> Rey Mysterio cannot go out Thanksgiving, Christmas. They go into a steak shop. And it's like, look. <laughs> yeah, like, and her biggest feud with a woman has been with Beth Phoenix. And I, no. I assume that's wrapped up by now, but it's kind of like, yeah. So, oh. And it's not like Rhea Ripley isn't credible in the rank, because she definitely is. It's just, it's been a while since you see, because she was hurt for a long time before she got cleared. And since she's been cleared, she really hasn't had a major feud with a woman. It's been, I'm yeah. here with these men. These men can't hit me back because it's not the ruthless aggression era anymore. Because <laughs> trust me, Randy Orton would have laid her ass out a long time ago. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he, she definitely would have been RKO'd back in the day. Yeah, like I don't have to go to the attitude era because we know women were getting beat up on a regular basis. But like ruthless, ruthless aggression era. You could definitely catch something. And, like, the last time we saw a woman that wasn't the size of Nia Jax getting assaulted was that mixed tag match with Barry Corbin game in the days to Becky Lynch. And so Ron Johnson was at a heart attack. <laughs> but it's like they've kind of moved away from stuff like that with yeah. reason. But it's – and it also doesn't help in that few where it's like you got to heal – and somebody who should be a heel, like Charlotte's always been better as a heel. Her being a babyface is like, I'm glad. It's like, oh, we're glad you back. You're not Ronda Rousey, but now we got to cheer you. Like, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, she uh, she's in an interesting spot to say the least. Because uh, yeah, I. I it's a little bit of a broken record with Charlotte. I'm kind of, uh, uh, you know, I'm kind of over it in in a lot of ways. Like you said, like the the big excitement was we wanted the title off of Ronda Rousey for some reason or another. That still seems a little a little weird to me, but they wanted to build off Ronda Rousey because they people were tired of Ronda Rousey. The issue was. Ronda Rousey didn't have anybody to wrestle. Uh oh. Like she's yes. not gonna look like that was her problem where okay, like her Liv Morgan had his course from like 
her and Shotzi. Like, she kept wrestling like clumsy, like her and Emma. Like, she's wrestling people that are not going to make her look good. Like, Ronda is a, is a great natural, but she's not like a ring general. People forget, Ronda Rousey don't have that much experience. Uh, wrestled for a year, took time off, and then came back. That's it. Yeah, well, I mean, she's one where she kind of picked things up quick, but she's also uh, maybe not the athlete that we were talking about earlier. I mean, her athleticism is weird, where it's like she's athletic, but she's not smooth, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Like her tossing people around, her tossing people around like they cans of, you know, like they are tubs of soap will never not look unathletic because it's like she could she you know is an Olympic medalist but it's like her style works better with people who create movement better oh. smooth and, and it's different when she's wrestling clumsy people when she's when she's wrestling other clumsy people it is noticeable because it's like it's you know styles make fights and, and oh, yes. the problem with Smackdown and the problem with Smackdown was all the great rest all the great ring work was on Raw it was like it was a point on Raw no. where they had Asuka, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Dakota Kai, Eo Sky. Like, yeah, all the people who can wrestle on one show. SmackDown has Liv Morgan and a bunch of coulda bees and would bees. It's like, if, if you saw her and Natty, like, if Emma is your third best wrestler, you got a problem. Uh, yeah. No offense, no offense to Emma, but it's like, it was basically. And the only other person that she could wrestle, she's never going to wrestle. Like, they're not going to do that Shayna Baszler thing, I guess, till later. So, yeah. So, that's, they kind of made, the, the imbalance of the roster basically made it that way. And then oh. I think people just, people <laughs> just got tired around the Rousey. Uh, yeah, she could, she definitely got hosed in that situation. Uh and I think that we 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 had at least talked about that during the time. Like she she got she didn't seem inspired during that run, but she, yeah, she also had nothing to work with at all. <laughs> like, how are you gonna be inspired when you don't have anything inspiring you? It's easy to say this whole oh, <laughs> you're getting paid. Just do like, burp, burp, burp. <laughs> what is she gonna? Yeah, what is she gonna do against Sonya Deville? Like, what inspiration is she going to find from that? It's only so much you can do with what you got. Like, Aaliyah? What I mean, you know? Like, you got Zia and you don't use her? Like, Shotzi, you know, her and Shotzi had a, had a pay-per-view match. So I'm like, yes. No. <laughs> I mean, you can try to sell me whatever, but just because you say it's, you can put whatever price tag you want, that does not mean I got to buy it. And I did not buy that. But they was kind of like, that's the hand that they dealt themselves. And now they wonder, why are people turn on Ronda Rousey? Why you think? <laughs> it's like they, it's the same thing they always did. Like when somebody won the title and the first person they feed with it is Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. And people wonder why it don't, that don't work. Why do you think? <laughs> no one want to see that. That and Dolph Ziggler always got, inevitably got in entirely too much offense. Because he was a former champion. Yeah. 
I've seen him now still doing the same thing. It's like, I mean, somebody got to be Coco Beware. So, that's him <laughs> now. Oh, man. Wow. So, didn't y'all talk about didn't y'all talk about in the Elimination Chamber? You know, one thing that we did not talk about uh, was Jay Uso's part in uh, in the main event. I'm glad you guys didn't, because it has been bugging me so much. This, pe- I think people keep forgetting this whole bloodline thing. This thing about because I've seen people. You know, I've seen shows at different podcasts like, should they have just pulled the trigger and put the belt on Sammy Zay? No! They should not have. That's the answer to the question. No. Yes, Sammy Zayn was cheered Sammy Zayn was cheered loudly in his hometown of the pay per view. So what? <laughs> that means he is he was loved I hope he'll be loved at home. <laughs> the story yeah. is P- not about yeah, Wrestling fans all of a sudden forgot about Canada being goo goo for Gaga over anyone that is Canadian, including Natalia. Yeah, it's like it's not just they wrestling Winfrey; they're wrestling at Montreal. Of course, they're gonna cheer for him. He home. He's likable. That's no. If you got a plan, you stick to the plan. And the funny thing is, the story has always been about Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Everybody else has just been chapters in that story or catalyst in that story. It's not about them. It ain't about Sami Zayn. It's not about The Rock. It's not even about Cody Rhodes. It's about Jay Uso and Roman Reigns. It started with them. It's going to end with them. It doesn't necessarily have to end with them over a title match, but like it's going to end with them. No, Sami Zayn shouldn't have won. Sami, the whole, I'm like, and I'm not anti Sami Zayn, but I'm like, when and then do what? Okay, he hey, he winning, oh. everybody clapping and happy, and it's like, what you gonna do at WrestleMania? Yeah. It's gonna, you have a triple threat match? Oof. Uh, yeah. I think maybe we threw out that possibility last week doing this show, and I thought about it more, and I'm trying to remember, there have been. Have there been one or two triple threat main events at WrestleMania that I and I feel like they did not particularly go well? I mean, I know we had I know Daniel Bryan beat Batista Randy Orton and that went well solely because it was no. Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I know we had Ray Mysterio, Kurt Angle, and Randy Orton. And that was like Rick Steele's coronation. That match was like nine minutes. And he was wondering how short it was. Like, they have had triple threat matches at WrestleMania. I mean, and then, of course, the one, he who shall not be named with HBK and Triple H at WrestleMania 20. So we've had them. But you've you've rarely had a triple threat match that's been better than if you had like one-on-one. Oh, yeah. And this, because it's like the story is, like, it's, and I think the the thing they ran into, and it's actually a good problem, was kind of like the Sami Zayn thing became a lot bigger than they ever thought it would be. But they no. didn't run from it. They just used it. But it, and they and they have felt, they've done a great way of juggling the fact it was like making Sami Zayn journey seem important while not ignoring Cody Rhodes. And 
And a different scenario that would not like we have seen what happened where it's like you trying to pick Cody Rhodes dirty the easy went sideways because we saw what happened with Batista and Daniel oh. Bryan. Uh, yeah, but they didn't. They put their head in the sand with that one, for the most part. I feel like they've done it better of kind of acknowledging what is going on with Sammy the whole yeah. time. Yeah, the situation is stubborn, like Vince McMahon is. This is why I'm gonna do what I want to do, pal. <laughs> Like, I'm going to do what I want. I don't care what the fans say. And it got to the point where, like, he literally had to care. And even then, it was just like what he cared about. Like, Triple H has been around that. He knows how that goes, where it's like, we can't stick our head in the sand. We know what's going on. Let's just roll with it. But, like, just bring it out. Jay Uso is the, is the point. And people oh. keep forgetting that. And people people complain about how to mention it. Like, why did Jay take so long? He's conflicted. That's why. He's been dealing with this nonsense for like two years. You don't just get over it in 10 seconds. People forget all that gaslighting Roman Reigns did during the Thunderdome era. He did turn that man to the Joker. He broke down. Why are people like, why Jay Uso so mad all the time? Why he bullying Sami Zayn all the time? Why do y'all think? Y'all never seen an abusive relationship before? Y'all watch y'all not y'all not Batman fans? Y'all never see how Joker treated Harley Quinn? Like that was Roman Reigns week after week. He broke that man and made him back into a warp image. And, and then Jay finally found him. So now Jay at the crossroads. Like he looks at Sami Zayn as like make me turn on my family. I finally trust you that's going on. But deep down I know Roman garbage. But what I'm gonna do with Jimmy? It's like it's a lot of things. Cause not just a Roman Reigns thing. It's like he got to deal with his, his brother too. It's like there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's not people say just hand it three seconds. Like no, he's not Randy Orton. He has a conscience, and his he fight he is fighting over his conscience and feeling guilty about the whole thing. And they're playing it perfectly between Jay Uso and Kevin Owens. And somebody said, I don't know if it was you or somebody else. Kevin Owens' superpower is. He believes in storylines, and he has a memory. He remembers what happens on shows in the past, and he uses that. Uh, yeah, Kevin Owens is a smart, smart man. Uh, he he makes up for his uh, lack of athleticism with uh, with definitely some ring smarts. No, 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 no. We're not going. We're not going to do that to Kevin Owens. You're not going to see lack of athleticism. Because somebody that size doing the stuff that he no. does is clearly an athlete. Because I have seen big men that were not athletes and they were not moving like that. And that you know what true. Kevin Owens is? You know what type of athleticism he has? Same athleticism Dusty Rose had. Because people think, oh, Dusty Rose is a fat guy that can talk. Well, I'm like, I've seen Dusty Rose play basketball. And he played better than a lot of, he played better than Sting did. Sting was an athlete. Like, Dusty Rhodes was an amazing athlete. Like, he said, I don't look like a natural athlete. I'm not your normal athlete, baby, but I can move. Yes. <laughs> Kevin Owens the same way, because he don't got an eight-pack. It's like, dude, that man is doing frog splashes and has, I never see him tired, lugging around all that weight. Oh. So, but that's what his his gift is. I pay, I, re, I will remind people what happens in these storylines and bring it up. His whole thing with Sami Zayn is, I warned you, and you didn't listen, and you let me get beat up, 
after I warned you. And the only reason I did it is because I didn't want to see your family and my family watch you get beat up the way that you let me get beat up. But don't think we friends. I did this for myself. And if you need a friend, go call your buddy Jay Uso. <laughs> Under normal circumstances, they would have, that Monday promo, they would have worked it out and hugged as of the tag titles. Triple H, like, Triple H ain't like that. He old fashioned. He making a, he not making a pound cake. He making a cheesecake. Cheesecake take time. <laughs> he's letting it cook and take time. He, so when they finally get together, it's gonna feel earned. He's not gonna give them what people may want it. He might want it now. He ain't ready for it now. Maybe it's not. We not even in March yet. Maybe it ain't until April. Let that cook. Uh, yeah, I. I... I guess I, with Cody Rhodes there, I would imagine that in no major stops in between, that this does stretch after WrestleMania. Yes, because they're going to have to find some, although oh, you just wonder, will Roman Reigns take a vacation? Because it's just, it's a weird thing. And something Paul Heyman pointed out, like, what you going to do after you win? You ready? Are you ready for that schedule? And oh. I think that's a question I ask myself. Like, we assume Cody Rhodes is going to win, and he should win. But it's going to be a consequence. What's next for Cody Rhodes? Beside fending off, I, oh, don't worry, Roman Reigns is a family man, but I'm not. <laughs> Why are you on the road signing autographs? I'm going to go to your house and try to sleep with your wife. Like, oh, hey, he's a dirtbag. <laughs> I'm well, I think that's like, been pretty well that. established. I'm not going to do the evil wrestling thing. Like, and the way he played, like, I'm not going to do that evil wrestling thing. Talking about Roman Reigns going to show up at the house. Like, Roman Reigns is like god fearing man. He has a family. He's a loving husband. Not me, though. And it's just been perfect because they have the history that Heyman has with the Rose family. It's just elevating this because like you know I knew your dad your dad gave me a chance I gave your dad his mojo back and everything like that and it's like I know it must make you feel that you know he never he ain't really loved you <laughs> <laughs> like just just kneeling him like you know I know I knew your daddy better than you did and it's and, and Cody's like I know what you're trying to do it ain't gonna work and I have, except for the fact that Cody Rose is just an awesome baby face. I don't know how it happened, but it has happened. I have accepted that. If he wins, I will not feel bad at WrestleMania. I would just tell people this. They need to be ready for a new era. The people can say they're tired of Roman Reigns. They like that, but like Roman Reigns has been putting together a masterclass for a long time. And one of the advantages of having somebody Roman Reigns size as champion is he can wrestle anybody and it matches. And you don't have to do suspension of disbelief for him to win. Oh. Who is Cody Rhodes going to wrestle once he is champion? It's a good question. You know, he has, has he primarily been on Raw? Yes. Um, and, and he has only, and he's primarily wrestled Seth Rollins. Yeah, I, I, he is definitely, the main event scene is still, for the most part, the land of the trees. Yes. 
I mean, it's it, it is kind of wild to think that Roman Reigns might be on the smaller side. Dare I? Two hundred sixty-five. Yeah, Roman Reigns is two sixty-five, <laughs> and there are people that will make there are a few people and that will make Roman Reigns look like a normal ass man. It's like Cody Rose is bigger than what he was when he was first in WWE, but Cody Rose is still the size that he is. And it's kind of like, not to say he can't be that side of the world champion. It's just him wrestling Austin Theory will be fine. No. You know, him wrestling Finn Balor will be great. Uh, I saw a room with him and Gunter, and I'm like, all right, y'all can tell me what y'all want. I know how that should have really went. Y'all can tell me, like, he, he can go, he can shoot the fair one with Gunter and be all right. I'm like, okay, if y'all want to lie to me like that, y'all go right ahead and do that. It, what are you going to do? They put him in a ring with Bobby Lashley. What, like, what story are you going to tell me that? <laughs> Bobby slipped. <laughs> like, he threw dust in Bobby Lashley's eyes. Like, I know it's wrestling. We can suspend disbelief. But, don't, it's like, come on now. Uh, suspension of disbelief, there's, there are limits to that. And I think that's the that is the problem where they have a lot of people that are very big men that once they get in the ring with the world champion, it's going to you gonna have to like yeah it's gonna be a bunch of I'm running around on some road runner shit <laughs> and I was gonna get beat up and win like I'm, I'm gonna get beat up and win on a fluke and it's like yeah. it's been a long time like and Cody Rhodes. Like you can have small people do that, but the small people that have been championed and successful have been successful for the fact that they are like wrestling gods. Like you can be Kurt Angle or Eddie Guerrero and do that. No, Cody Rhodes is not them. It's no offense to Cody Rhodes, but it's like we have talked about before. Smaller than Seth Rollins, better wrestle like Finn Balor. Because if you get in a ring with somebody like Drew McIntyre, it's gonna look funny. So yeah, don't mind it looking funny. Do what you want to do. the 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 upside to Cody is that I don't think anyone has the mic skills that he does. Yeah, it speaks. Yeah, except for Roman Reigns, and it's different. Cody Rhodes has found a way. He can tell stories. Yeah, like he basically walks you through why this is important and why you should care. Like he cuts promos in a different way, where it's like it's a journey. It's like Dusty, Dusty Rhodes without the accent, not as charismatic because no one was charismatic. Dusty Rhodes, like similar <laughs> thing where I want to walk you through this match. I'm gonna tell you why it's important to me, what I'm going through, and why you should root for me. And he, he does it in a way where it's not like pandering and you're not rolling your eyes. It's earnest, and it's like by the by the time it's done, it's like all right, I believe in you. Like he's Captain America. Like he has learned, he is lead, like he is Captain America without talking about America. Like show and don't tell was perfect, and he has that. Like he carries himself as a champion. When oh. he's in the suit, he looks like a, he looks like a big deal. He cuts promos, he does press conferences. He, it looks great when he's when he have these baby face comebacks. It feels like a champion being a baby coming back. The problem is going to be it. It is easy to accept that when he wrestles somebody that's Seth Rollins size and Austin Fury size, that somebody that's a lot bigger than that. Not to say that you can't overcome that, but you're going to be asking like it's a lot of people. It's you're going to be a whole bunch of overcoming stuff where it's like, all right, Cody Rhodes going to slay this giant this time. 
it's like <laughs> like we yeah. it's like it's certain people where I like I it will not look right putting him in the ring. Like do not put him anywhere near Brock Lesnar and then try to tell me he's gonna be Brock Lesnar. No. <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't, don't lie to me like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, him, him and Lashley in the same category of, uh, know that they can really rip sh- someone to shreds. Like, you gotta, yeah, like, you gotta really bring someone to the yeah. table to, to convince me yeah, of that loss. And, and not just them, like, you know, it's gonna look real funny if you're ever in a ring with Sheamus or Drew McIntyre. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, Cody, it's the size, he's the size. And it's like, you forget, shame, you forget how big Sheamus is because he's always around big people. <laughs> it's like Seamus always with Drew McIntyre and Rich Holland arresting Gunter. It's like you put Seamus around a normal sized person, like, oh shit, Seamus is big. Yes, he is. So, and I'm not this size, I'm not this whole thing, you gotta be a certain size. I'm just acknowledging the fact that size is noticeable. And wrestling, pro wrestling is a visual sport. This whole thing, you can talk about real fights all you want. I'm like, real fights have weight classes, wrestling don't. So, it's gonna look a certain way. When you do stuff like that. Yeah, well, and I think your main point was the fact that it's going to limit his opponent pool. And I I agree. Like, how do you have him go against someone that we haven't mentioned yet, like Braun Strowman or Omos? You know, normal kind of easy roadblocks for some, yeah. some champions. Like, Omos run into a turnbuckle and you win a small package. And it's like, I can... I can see that, <laughs> even though it's, it's less. It's like they don't establish them like almost. Even funny thing is like even with Braun Strowman, it's like you've seen Braun Strowman lose to small people. You shouldn't see that, but they establish like Braun Strowman's like he's upper mid card now, where you can be smaller and beat him and make it a way that look like that. That's it's amazing that they pull that miracle off. So, but they've done no. that. But it's like him wrestling Gunter. And it's like, he gonna just, I'm gonna stand and toe-to-toe. I'm like, yeah, okay. Short thing. The funny thing with Cody Rhodes is most of the great opponents for him are in NXT. He's a perfect size for NXT. Because NXT has this, they gonna have that same problem where a lot of their best people is going, y'all, y'all, y'all in a rush with Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Wilder being a main roster. I'm like, um, y'all should not be. Uh, that is Carmelo Hayes is one that it wasn't until JD McDonough came around that I'm like, hold on, I'm I I made a lot of JD McDonough is short jokes. I'm not saying he's a lot taller than Carmelo Hayes. He's maybe has him by a f- one full whopping inch, but I'm like. I mean, why, why is he taller than Carmelo Hayes? Because he got a three foot head. That ain't fair. <laughs> so, and I know they talked about Carmelo Hayes like coming to the main roster. Like Carmelo Hayes is awesome in the ring. And he can talk his ass off, but you gonna run into a problem where NXT you can be small. It's not that many because no. most of the big guys they kind of keep separate, and most of the big guys aren't really that dominant. They in tag teams. Like you think about, about it. Most of the large people in NXT are in tag teams. And they keep them kind of separate from, you know, the non-tag team people. Everybody around, like, between 5'7 five, five, and 5'10, 180 to 210 pounds. So, it fits in. 
that's not like he's going to be in the ring. It's going to be at least Triple H would give them a fair chance because him and especially Shawn Michaels is like they he definitely has star potential. But I'm like, you need to start as Montez Ford, ask him what he did and start doing that. No. So that's that would be my advice to people like that. Him dragging off Wesley is like, yeah. Oh. Ask a Montez, what were you eating? I need to be like you because yes, be, the old talk Montez Ford rage for a main event. When did people start saying that? When all of a sudden it's like, oh, Montez Ford been hitting the gym. Hmm. Although it's like he's been working all his life, all of a sudden he just gained 15 pounds while we just watching Raw on SmackDown week in, week out. And Angela Dawkins started getting abs. It's like, hmm, it's funny how that happens. Like, they must have renewed their gym membership. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they never thought before now it was a good idea to work out. <laughs> I always laugh. But the same thing happened with Austin Theory. I'm like, I know these people have been working out. And it's like, y'all just playing off face. Like, Austin, Austin Theory, like, he just gained 10 pounds out of nowhere. And it's dressing like Robert De Niro on Taxi Driver. And we just like, oh, Austin Theory ready for the main event. I wonder why. <laughs> but he, he start he switched out the dumbbell for barbell. What we, come on now. At least Gunter whole thing was gradual. Where it's like, if I'm going to be on TV, I'm going to give him a body and then people used to make fun I like Gunter when he was bigger I'm like y'all can like that all y'all want you like I'm trying to get paid <laughs> yeah I'm trying to main event Wrestlemania here guys uh, and I'm only going to do that if I don't look like that understood and, great <laughs> yeah and it worked and it's just funny and I would say while we talk about Gunter shout out to Samantha Irving the best ring announcer, the best ring announcer they had since Howard Finkel. Oh, I don't know when. I don't know when I noticed it. I think the first time I noticed it is when she when she introduced Imperium, and she did different accents for each member of the team, and I was like, well, I was like, wow, like this is just, and you just go on Twitter and people just point out like Samantha Urban is very, very good and she is extremely good, and yes, the way she announced Roman Reigns. On Elimination Chamber, I was like, this itty-bitty pixie just got that. I don't know where that voice is coming from, but she is, like, she gets me hyped when she announces stuff. Like, I am ready to see them fight. And it's amazing where, like, where they find her? Oh, I, I, I have no idea. They have actually, because that's another one that, even in NXT, I've, a lot of their announcers recently, I've really liked a lot. Samantha Irvin is definitely one where I'm like, I, I'm with you. Like at some point, I just started going, "Huh, she's really great at this." Yeah, I just stuck up on like, no, like, yeah, she's great. Like the way, like I get hype when Gunther come out when she's like, "Imperium," I'm like, yes, let let's go. Roll those, roll that eye when you say Giovanni Vinci. You know, drop your octave when you, you say Ludwig Kaiser like you like you sneaky. And it's like, and the way she just put that stake on Gunter, I'm like, she, because the way she does it, she modifies it for whatever wrestling she's doing, and she makes everybody feel like a big deal. 
And oh. it's just like, and she seems like she's really enjoying doing it. And not in a way where it's like, she's not bringing attention to herself. It's like, these are large in life characters. Get hyped, and I get hyped. And I know Ricochet is happy. It's like, I'm glad y'all found her too, because I just found me a wife. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, I, I would have to say that uh, Ricochet's uh, final uh, final choice was uh, maybe his, fa- uh, his best. Uh, I, I I feel like that's he a, had some a, questionable choices in previous girlfriends. We can talk about the daughter of Magnum TA. <laughs> uh, she's on the list. Uh, yeah. So is Casey Catanzaro. Uh, yeah, that's another. I guess that's another team where it's like you forget Casey Catanzaro was an American Ninja Warrior, <laughs> and it's just fine. Like it is like now. She has to do things like, oh, yeah, she, she's also a super athlete because they just have so many great athletes there. But, yeah, it's like, oh. it's Samantha, you know, her, um, Alicia Taylor, NXT, McKen- like Mackenzie Mitchell backstage is oh. the best backstage person they have. Oh, I like I, I enjoy, uh, what, oh, Megan Morant on NXT. <laughs> Especially she her. Has, have so many people. Her and Big Body Javi, I think, have a good uh, good chemistry. Where she, when she kept on blowing him off when he was trying to uh, toot his own horn, they just they are doing great things in NXT, and it's this is funny. Where yeah, HBK has a HBK has a head for this. So oh, and it's yeah. different than Triple H's head, which is funny. Where it's like they are best friends but they don't think the same when it comes to wrestlers like and it's good because you get the best of both worlds with that where it's like they fill in each other's blanks and oh. I would say the future they, the is in good hands in between the talent they have and the talent they're using that and it's good they have to be because they got a lot of people that's been if I see one more oh this is the 20th year anniversary like I saw a Shelton Benjamin 20 year anniversary I was like god damn it <laughs> and I see a lot of people just like they have a lot of people that has been there for a long time. Like the Miz was, yeah. yeah let's talk about your buddy, the Miz. Oh my gosh! Did he, did he make a deal with the devil? I it it has been impressive what he has pulled off. Uh, just in every aspect of his life, honestly, like. Taka, okay, yeah, I, I, I will definitely insult him as far as athletes go because he's not an athlete, but that man has talked his way into a 20-probably-year career at least, or is, or is he only at 15 years? Probably 15. He'll be at 20 soon. It's like he could headline a Hall of Fame class and it would fit and nobody would better eye. And people are like, what you talking about? I'm like, he is the perfect WWE superstar. Where it's oh like, my god, he does everything they ask him to do, and he does it perfectly. You can have him do anything, and he does it perfectly. And it's like that is a talent. You need somebody on the road. You need somebody trained. Like every time they have somebody new or somebody's coming from NXT, someone not sure about who they put them with. The Miz. They got a celebrity who they have a feud with. The Miz. Do people think that's an accident? 
he has had his uh, like I really feel like the big news that Maurice gave him this week was that the Miz and Mrs. got renewed for another season on USA that show gets ratings and it's like and that, it's like that man was at the NBA All-Star Weekend the celebrity game and I know the shot didn't count he shot a half court three and it went in it like another tenth of a second they would have won the game and I'm like yes this man made a deal with Satan like <laughs> I, would do, I would eat my soul if he had fulfilled my dream and you think I'm playing every time his wife shows up on timeline on Twitter people are like oh I know him and Montez Ford be like, yes, we are blessed, aren't we? <laughs> and I would tell people, I'm like, Miz has to be blessed because Maurice seems like she would be a pain in the ass if you not had a proper mindset. And no. I remember, I don't know if you remember, they were on TV together. And Maurice was when Maurice was still wrestling. She was talking trash, and Miz was like this, like, "Yeah, you know, I see you looking all like this. You know, one day I'm gonna get you, and I'm gonna show you what a real man look like, and everything. Cause I'm the Miz, and I'm awesome." And it's something that Maurice, and it was like the backstage skit, and it was something Maurice eye like, "Oh, okay." And then she had to go back to be like, "I'm Maurice Mo. How dare you talk to me?" So them getting no. together, it's like, yeah, the Miz was like, "Ain't nobody out kicking no coverage. I'm the Miz." Like I'm doing, you, I'm doing you a favor. Talking to you, like he carried himself in a way where I'm a big deal. I'm a manifest this, and he did it. And I can't. He didn't do it because he came. I, I was in the Olympics, or I played football, or my daddy wrestled. He was on the real world. Talking about he wanted to be a wrestler one day. <laughs> he did it. And we had talked about it. Like I know that Ivy was. It reached a point where they had an MTV show where CM Punk was a contestant and The Miz was the host. And I laughed my ass off. <laughs> I uh, yeah, and uh, since I pulled up the wiki, he was on the fourth season of Tough Enough in 2004. So next year, he's going to be a 20-year vet. Good lord. <laughs> uh, yes, main roster 2006. Yes, he has so. earned that. Yeah, and it's like, because you think about him and Kofi Kingston and Adolph Ziggler, just and like, if Randy Orton comes back, where they have a lot of people like, you know, Lashley had this huge swear. Like, it's a funny thing. Let, imagine. <laughs> Like, I remember watching Brock Lesnar in the early 2000s. I remember watching Bobby Lashley in the mid-2000s. If somebody told me that we would finally have a feud with them about 15 years later, and people would be hyped, I'd be like, okay. (laughs) Like, do people not that'd be like, that basically been like if Sting and Lex Luger was feuding in like, was feuding in TNA in like 2007. Like, what are we talking about? And not only uh, were wrestling, but looked pretty much as good as they ever have, especially yes. in Bobby Lashley's case. Bobby Lashley looks better than he did. And Brock Lesnar's like, I'm just having, I'm a cowboy smiling, having fun cracking jokes, <laughs> but I'll still beat your ass. <laughs> and, it's, it's, and 
it's a funny thing. You would think people have been, especially the whole Brock, the whole retired Brock Lesnar. I don't hear anybody say that now. It's like people no. are happy to see Brock Lesnar because it's like he is having fun and he can still fight, and he does not mind getting beat up. So if it may, if it makes sense. Hey, oh, <laughs> yeah, it, and I mean it's made a lot of sense recently for him. Like I, he he has uh, kind of bought into the uh, the whole losing thing uh, every now and again. Keep interest. I mean, it's not, it's, like I say, it's Bobby Lashley. It ain't no yeah. shame losing to Bobby Lashley because Bobby Lashley is a damn monster. <laughs> and, it's, yeah. and it's a funny thing where Bobby Lashley is a bully, and people still cheer him because <laughs> it's like. <laughs> He's just so damn cool. And Brock Lesnar is also a bully. And people cheer him because he's just cool and funny. And it's like, man, we can just boo Austin Theory. We ain't going to boo these two. <laughs> so, they got heels to boo. So, I have to boo that. Although, I'm like, I don't know. Bray, Bray, Bray Wyatt tomorrow. When y'all done, I got next. So, uh, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, the funny thing was is I did not watch SmackDown. After seeing that match, it's just like, that's another one where I'm like, I, I don't want to see a three-way. Like, why did they have him cut this promo? Like, did did he not get this cleared uh, with anyone? I'm like, because people was like, he, he went, what? I, I was watching SmackDown, he got that promo, well, y'all done, y'all gonna let me in. And people was like, he on that dust. <laughs> <laughs> he he, he want to do like you, you, I know you happy because you beat LA Knight. But that's a that is a big jump in difficulty level. So, because uh, who, because who in a right mind calling out? Yeah, I want the winner of Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Like that's madman talk. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, Ray Wise a madman, so I guess it fit. Yeah, it does fit, but I don't necessarily want to see a Brock Lesnar-Bray Wyatt match, nor do I really want to see a Bobby Lashley-Bray Wyatt match. I, yeah, I feel like if it's Lashley and Wyatt, it'll be like Wyatt family funhouse stuff versus the Hurt Business, because they've been dropping those hints enough time where it's going to happen. Brock Lesnar and Bray Wyatt is for Lashley, because I do not think Brock Lesnar here for that spooky now. You want me to what? <laughs> just to see that meeting go down like just i'm like yeah just kind of do a impractical jokers kind of thing like try to sell brock lesnar on this on this match just to just to watch that on video <laughs> yeah i i remember him wrestling mox when he was dean ambrose and mania did like i just wanted to do this and they brought like nah i ain't doing all that it's like <laughs> yes i feel like that conversation will probably go the same way i'll Seven, one, two, three. Not the, you ain't throwing no black smoke in my eyes. 
I'm not gonna pretend I see my ghost in my reflection. Like, uh-uh, I'm not doing that nonsense. I'm not, I'm not for that spooky shit. I like to imagine I'm cutting a promo on Raw. Like, I'm not. You better try that spooky shit with somebody else because I ain't the one. <laughs> oh but, man. Now, now I do want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I, just, just yeah, the, the the reactions would be weirdly priceless uh, for that whole situation. Oh man, WrestleMania is actually look like it's gonna be a real good show. Like we didn't even talk about Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Seth Rollins made this whole you don't respect the business, and Logan Paul. Like I don't. I know Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing, as Steve has pointed out, and I know it pisses people off, but it's accurate. Logan Paul is better at being a professional wrestler than like 85% of people currently wrestling. And I know that guy. Oh. And it's like, he is, he right. Because it's like, Logan Paul knows how to be a professional wrestler. Because it's like, he is athletic, he's charismatic, he's an asshole. He leans into it. Like, well, yeah. And that the whole baby face does yeah, be a prick. That works. <laughs> yeah, now that they've realized, oh, no one wants to cheer him, let's lean into that. It's just like, why the fuck did it take you guys this long? <laughs> like, what? I mean, they kind of knew, but it was like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it was like they they wanted him to be a babyface only when he was wrestling Brock Lesnar. And people forget, like, his third match was a title match, and he went toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar on a bad knee and looked like he belonged in the ring. And it was like, we talk about prodigies. It's like, yeah, Logan, like, Logan, that's, he's not a, he Logan Paul not a wrestler. You wouldn't know oh. that. You would uh, not know that. Yeah, it's it, it is wild what he has accomplished in an extremely short time period. Like he's just he's just amazing. But I say amazing. He is an amazing athlete. I still think about that spot he pulled off a of ricochet. Like everyone knows, ricochet is basically a comic book. <laughs> and Logan Paul's like, I can do the same thing you can do, and did it. And it's just yeah, him and Seth Rollins gonna have an amazing match because Seth is the man. And and Logan Paul is like Logan Paul can hang. He is proven like I can hang. But you know, I I might not be able to do a drop toe hold, but I know how to be a wrestler. So and they gonna they gonna try to pull some wild stuff out. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a, a, a fun match. Uh, I kind of wish I was going, but oh well, such is life. I was yeah, I was going to go, but then I was like. I think it was the Royal Rumble pricing just offended me. Oh. Visceral level. Yeah, I was like, I know it's the Royal Rumble and choices in charge now, but y'all, like, it wasn't too long. These are WrestleMania prices. I'm not paying this for the Alamo Dome. Like, I'm not paying five, $600 for a rise to see you. Y'all your damn mind. I can spot. And I'm like, I could drive and get there in like an hour and a half. So if I wanted to go and leave the same night or just stay there for a day, I could do it. I'm not paying all that money. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. And I'm looking at the WrestleMania ticket. I was like, my whole thing is, I think Peacock has really spoiled me. 
And then yeah. I'm just warming up to wrestling again because I like for a while, Vince Man was just pissing me off. Where it's like I was not feeling WWE to that point. Like y'all not getting my money, so I'm on nine ninety nine each month. So I'm not spending money to see that. Now I'm more kind of spend money, but not those prices. Like I, I will go next year because it's in Philadelphia. Ah uh, yes, I, uh, I I assumed that might be the case. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm still bummed about not not. Uh, I, I I do want to see uh, SoFi Stadium at some juncture, but that will uh, have to come in another year. Yeah. So I was I was thinking about going, but I thought the Rock was going to be involved. But then it's like, and then it makes it easier because it's two nights. And it's like I I can stay three and a half four hours. I ain't doing eight hours. I did that. We have talked about that. I did that in Dallas. They can kiss my ass. <laughs> I would never. I like. What was he? What were they thinking? But I'm glad they have, you know, yeah. got away from that. But I'm looking forward to WrestleMania because, like, it's Triple H's first WrestleMania, and I know he want to put his stamp on it. Like for the most part, I know people don't like hearing that. Triple H seemed to know what he's doing with this whole. I know how to book wrestling. So, uh, yeah, and he. I guess it'll be interesting just because. This can, this has traditionally been the WWE reset button after WrestleMania. And, you know, there's still some stuff hanging around from the Vince McMahon era that I do think uh, they're probably going to clear off the plate. You know, come WrestleMania. Or fix. Because I'm like, you know, I'm sure they're going to have a draft and bounce off the shows. I know the rumor has been like Jay White. And I would love to be, see Jay White on SmackDown just to have Samantha Irvin announce Jay White. <laughs> so, oh, but it's just a funny, and I know also the rumor's been Mr. Omega, like, I'm getting old, I'm ready to cash in. So we, we shall see. Like, there's a lot of, you know, because always the day after WrestleMania, who's coming, who's new and stuff. So I'm looking forward to this to see how that goes. Well, and even, I, I feel like he's officially signed. I don't feel like there's been a whole lot of word about him, though. Uh, Dragon Lee. Yes. I, I, he's I, a, he has signed. Yeah, he's been cons- conspicuously absent from, like, because they didn't even give him the whole, oh, look who's in the crowd at, uh, you know, because what would it have been? Uh, for uh, oh, Vengeance Day. Yeah, I think they are saving him for Santa Deliver or the day after WrestleMania. Yeah, so because it's like they they have reached a point, and that's the beauty of having Triple H in charge, where it's like people who normally wouldn't sign with them are signing because it's like if you can go, you gonna get a chance. It's the vibe oh. now with WWE, and before, and before it was like. If you didn't hit a certain size, you want to go go. Like the fact that AJ Styles and Randy Orton may not be at WrestleMania, and it won't matter that much. That shows how deep that roster is. Because it's oh. like, yeah, AJ Styles is hurt. I forgot all about that. Time. I realized about it. AJ Styles is hurt, and Randy Orton. I know they talk about him maybe coming back, but like they don't even need Randy. Orton. Like Riddle, Riddle has been gone. No. Has it mattered? No. No. No, is like, gr- he was one of their biggest stars. It, it, it did not matter. Yeah, as great as that run uh, with him and Orton, and even at p- post Orton, 
worked out pretty well for him. Just hasn't mattered that he's been gone. Yeah, I still laugh at that. Him and Seth Rollins. Oh, that Pro Bowl. That's why you. That's why you. Your family left you. Oh, I almost. I had forgot about that. I was like, I remember when that we cut that Pro Bowl. Oh, oh, is the mic still on? Talking that trash. Talking about my wife. That's why your wife and your son left. You can't see your. And he laughed. <laughs> and I'm like, I know it's wrestling, but I'm like, ooh. Yeah, That's... well, I guess that is kind of part of wrestling. Uh, they do love uh, salt in a in a wound. Yeah, but, but that was just, that just felt, because WWE normally don't do stuff like that. Like, that's an AEW thing. The way he just did it, because it was kind of like, you know, it's part of the show, but the way it was like, it's, it felt unscripted, because this whole, yeah. are we are we still talking? It was like, just little things like that just adds to the show. And it's like, I, yeah. yeah. Seth Rollins is a damn man. I'm glad they brought back those WrestleMania the Hollywood commercials. And I'm like, <laughs> of course Seth Rollins going to be the Joker. That's perfect. Uh, and uh, Becky Lynch putting on her best uh, gravelly Batman voice uh, <laughs> cracked yes. me up quite a bit uh, they're just two theater kids that just love each other I'm like they are perfect for each other <laughs> they're two, two dramatic theater kids that just look like amazing beautiful human beings and just yes and I've seen of course Roman Reigns going through Goodfellas because of course he is. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing him, and yeah. they and they bringing him out. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania post WrestleMania, and I guess we can end with one thing: we don't want it to be a WWE dominant show because we don't talk about AEW. I just have a question: How do you feel about their world champion? Uh oh, it's interesting. I like. I I think he's a great talker for the most part uh i like the fact that he has finally ended there were too many people they're like oh he's a fighting champion and he's a fighting champion and he's a fighting champion it's just like oh my god guys like yeah yeah, and that's great like it's something that you know his character helps break the norm in aew and yeah, that's a positive thing. Like as much as I like a, <clears throat> a fighting champion, I suppose. Like I'm, I'm always for a little bit of a variety <laughs> in life. So uh, yeah, I, I like that. He's packed. He's a guy that it's just like, oh yeah, if I'm actually gonna uh, keep on talking about these rumors about possibly going to the WWE. Maybe I should bulk up. And then we run into the essentially Carmelo Hayes problem where he's still whatever he is, five foot ten, I'm gonna assume. Yeah. Um <laughs> I will just say this. I do not feel the way that you feel about him. I'm glad that he's champion because it's good that we have a younger man as world champion. It was right for him to have the belt. Having said that, my issue has always been with him. Like, ring work is fine because the whole it's a funny thing where oh. he 
Russell's down to where he can actually do like he can do more if he wanted to, but if it's his character to do less, was and that works. So I have a problem with that. The size is what the size is, and it's like it works in AEW. If he tried that WWE, it's gonna be like yeah, you might be bigger than the Miz. You ain't that much bigger than the Miz. So oh. good luck. Maybe you can wrestle Cody. Maybe you can wrestle Cody Rhodes. You have some for Cody wrestle. I <laughs> cannot stand his promos. I oh. hate them with a passion. <laughs> uh, that EC, that ECW show, like, hey, leave that stuff from the 90s. And that whole, because it's, people talking about, oh, he, he killed him. I'm like, he, it works because he can talk and most wrestlers are mush mouths. So, oh. he stands out from that. Well, he ain't saying nothing. I'm wealthy and y'all not. <laughs> and I, yo, act like you good because you can actually wrestle who care about that crap and it's like whatever it's like oh that's cute and everything and I'm gonna call y'all poor because I got this same old scarf and it's like his whole gimmick is having money it's like hey he don't he look like he got money but I'm like I look at Bobby Lash like Bobby Lash like he rich like like WWE people who walk around carrying stuff with money Look like they got a lot of money. Like Bobby Lashley, don't tell me how much money he has. But I look at Bobby, I like yeah, that's like a wealthy ass man. You know? uh, yeah, as much as I like uh, kind of an identifying gimmick, like the whole scarf, it it looks cheap. And I mean, I think that we're he's kind of beyond the pretend like it's cheap gimmick. Yeah, like he talk about you know I got this. $500 scarf and this $800 shit. I'm like, it don't look like it. Like, your whole gimmick is money and I, you say you're spending money. It don't look like you, you spend a lot of money. I'm like, you don't have to be Ted DiBiase or Alberto Del Rio, Del Rio JBL. The, at least be the Miz. The Miz look like he's he talking about his suits. I'm like, yes, I can tell. <laughs> like, the Miz yes. looks like he spends money on his clothes because he never wear the same suit twice. They all fit, and they all stand out. Like, the Miz, he is doing well with that USA money. Like, at least look that way. Like, you don't have to be Seth Rollins, because Seth Rollins is, as I have learned, you know the funny thing about Seth Rollins, people talking about the Joker, they are more close than they mid. Because, you know, people forget about the Joker. Joker on Batman animated series was about his money. Like, oh. <laughs> not this whole office doing something to do stuff. It's like, it's crime costs. I'm trying to get paid. And, like, the Joker did not dress cheap. And Seth Rollins, y'all can make fun of those boots he had on. <laughs> Seth Rollins, y'all, y'all can talk about Seth Rollins all y'all want. Y'all ain't gonna call him broke. Y'all ain't gonna call him cheap. So, that's my thing. But yeah. that promo he cut, I was getting a blowjob in the car and I had the gas tank and I got in the car crash. And I framed my girlfriend. And that's why I'm going to keep my belt. And I'm like, what are we doing? (laughs) That one was was awkward at best. I'm like, this is so... I'm like, this is... This is stuff... They, like... I expected Shane Douglas to slight... This is like a Steve Carino promo. I'm like, I'm not 17 anymore. Okay, you just said I'm a dirtbag criminal, and that's why I'm going to. That's why I'm going to retain my title. Like, <laughs> and 
I go on Twitter, it's like, oh, he's a dirtbag. He'll never like, to what purpose? What is the fight? His, all his promo was basically like, you know, I'm a real man. And listen, it doesn't have, it doesn't have anything to do with ring stuff. It don't have anything to do with wrestling. It's like, it's just feel like it's out of, like it's, it belongs oh. in the 90s. And not in the LA night way either. The 90s that like, you know, that like we talked about, it, Attitude Era was great because we were teenagers. Oh. But you look back as an adult and it's like, <clears throat> That's the one thing that just in general with AEW that I find odd. Uh... <laughs> And it's definitely something that uh, that turns the the wife off, uh, and I think it kind of speaks to that a, a similar issue. The whole uh, scissor me daddy ass. There's just some stuff that that there are grown men doing this stuff in the crowd that I know. Sure, are they maybe uh, ten years younger than me? Yeah, it's a possibility. Uh, are you still a grown man at that point? Yes, yes, you are, because I'm fucking old. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just yeah, like, it's like if you... why are you guys the ones reacting to like this? Like they aren't. Like I know you're not 19. Like if it was a bunch of 19 year olds in the crowd reacting to this stuff, I'd be like, yes. oh, okay, par for the course. I get it. <laughs> you know why? Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn is in his 50s doing this. It's like, oh, he old. I can do it too. It's, I'm like, no, no, Billy Gunn is just being our like, he's not cool. Was getting over because like he is not cool and he don't care. If you have a four hundred one k, you should not be doing that in the ring. Now, you should not be doing no scissor me nothing. And as I'm watching this and I'm sitting here and I'm like, I, I know it's wrestling, but I'm just I'm like, we really this is what, like this is what we're really doing. And I don't want to feel that. I do not want to sound like I'm Bill Watts. Because <laughs> I don't like back in the days, though. But I'm like, don't you got some damn pride for yourself? You are 46. What? Wait. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, I feel the same way she feels. Because I'm watching. And I don't know when it's sunk in. I'm watching this. And I'm like, this really got over. And I'm like, anything you know in wrestling, you tried enough. And they ain't doing the scissors things. And you should have seen the look on my face. I just had uh, Mike Ehrman Trout Breaking Bad face. Like these are grown ass people. They, 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 these are school teachers and plumbers and electricians. Just I know we want to have fun, but like I was like, <laughs> like just, so, yes. And I have noticed that like AEW. I guess we were at AEW. I noticed with a lot of people cut promos, they have a mean streak like they get real personal in a way that just feel like oh nasty and it put a lot of people but it's just like you know up and down the card it ain't just one person because i see swerve strickland and he he make my stomach turn like it's just something about him that he's like he just seems like he's like a, a criminal in like a sean penn movie that sells drugs <laughs> <laughs> and just he be evil for no reason oh that's why your daddy didn't love you he probably didn't tell you look before he died like what are you doing the Rose like his mama just died you couldn't promo I, I know it's wrestling and stuff I'm like uh, ah. no, we don't uh, we hey, do that baby 
the stake in that situation, the stakes seem way too high for the placement of this feud. I'm gonna take you to hell. You made fun of my mama. Like that's a mid card feud on a Friday show, baby. Like, <laughs> you know, like put the blade away. Like, like I know y'all want to make everything seem important, but this is like this seemed real serious. And it's like I have noticed that way AEW where they be getting real, real personal, and not in a good way. It's just like chill out, just like, just relax, and they. Don't have the ability to relax. It's just a lot of times it's a turn off, and they have a lot. My like I've been watching AEW more, but I keep running the same problem. Like they got too many people where I do not like. Like I, that's this array of stuff. Oh, like, oh yeah. Oh, y'all, WWE should have listened to it. No, they shouldn't have. Maybe they was smart. This whole don't let everybody book their own storylines like this. Ooh. The idea of her coming back was a lot better than the actual execution. Because I'm like, yeah, she, um, time has passed her by and she has not adapted to that. Like, uh, the, well, yeah. I, I guess it's helped that they've decided to lean into the whole um, unlikable thing. But I, it, it kind of took them a while to get there. Like, it is weird that it's just like she comes back from whatever it was, seven years, I think it was, on the shelf. Yeah. Like, long, longer than I thought. But I'm kind of with you. Like, I I don't know if she didn't train that much or what the... She probably, she probably, she probably couldn't. Like, I, it, just, like it, I don't blame her, but it's just this whole... It's just where she had all this natural goodwill because it's like somebody coming back from a career-threatening injury. It's like you saw Edge, you saw Daniel Bryan. It's like you're going to get cheered. We, we love you back. And people liked her. And indie crowds, like the, like the internet crowd liked her. And within like a month, <laughs> that shit went up. Like that whole thing. And not just her, she dragged Tony Storm down too. It was like... That they start that whole thing with those two and Carl Sheeta was just wild. Cause you thinking that Carl Sheeta gonna turn heel and it's a setup to bring somebody else. And it's like Carl Sheeta was the baby face because she like <laughs> why are y'all jerking me around? Like I need somebody to have my back and somebody that can fight. And that's why I'm picking you, Tony Storm. And she like what the fuck you bring me out here for? You could have left me in the back. I remember laughing my ass off. It's like oh she gonna turn. I'm like no. They are pricks. She is not doing anything wrong. Like, Soraya is coming off very unlikable. And it's wild because it's like, they're heels. I am not cheering for Britt Baker. I am the heart of AEW. Like, what the damn Well, in that situation, still strange, too, where we have the women's world champion is the second in command in her own group. Yeah. They've tried to give evolution. Yeah. They've tried to give Jamie hater more mic time. I, it still feels like she's second in command in her own group. Cause Britt Baker is, she just sucks. It's not, they have decided that she's going to be the face of the women's division. And I'm like, she's sucking all the energy out. It's like Charlotte without the pedigree of Charlotte. It's like, it's <laughs> Jamie Hayter the champ. If she your future, 
it's like they didn't learn a lesson with what happened with Thunder Rosa. Like, if you're going to put the belt on somebody, make them champ, unless Allah's going to be Big Show, Big Show Syndrome. Like, yeah, they the champ, but they, they wrestling in the mid-card. Like, what? No. Make, let her cook. Get out her way. And it's like they kind of, like, they know they had some with Jamie Hayden. was like, well, we can't hurt her bigger feelings. It's like, yeah. move, move. <laughs> like, move out way let somebody else do that and yeah we have talked about the women before and it's like it's a weird spot their best women are like because like you said jamie hater is a sidekick and she's the world champion jay cargill is like the undertaker where nothing she does affects anybody else on the show it's like people who feud with her don't feud with anybody else until they are done with her. She doesn't get involved with anybody else except for who she feud with. Like she just got her own pocket universe. And I I remember telling Jeff that, and he said he listens to pocket and said I'm like yeah this second one is like she does all she cuts the promo on Wednesday, she fights oh. on Friday. Yep. The people she fight you never see them fight anybody else until they are done with her. And then they move on, and she's still, I'm that bitch, and I ain't lost. Like, do we want to go after the title? No. Okay. And that's, and that's like, I know why, because they want to get more experience, because he's still rather young, but it's like, it's, it's like if Goldberg never got involved with anybody when he was U.S. champion, he just fought Reese. Well, and it, like, he just fight. Because what? She's had fights against. Did she have a feud with Tony Storm or no? No. Because Athena. Oh, Athena. Um, yeah. Like that's the other thing that it's just been kind of weird with her reign is that they haven't even given her obstacles like that to uh, like or that's the only obstacle that she's needed to over or what yeah. Marina Shafir maybe. I mean, it ain't really an obstacle. That's just somebody that was fighting her. But it was like she fighting people, like you know, um, Kara Hogan ain't no obstacle. <laughs> I mean, it's like no. she's wrestling people that she can easily beat, and her only her only obstacle is experience. Like they try to get her experience, but the people that will give her the most experience, she not wrestling yet because they are they are busy in wrestling for the title. It's like she should be feuding with Ruby Soho. Oh, yeah. That would be perfect. Instead of Ruby Soho, like, well, what side is she going? Like, she Hulk Hogan that Bash the Beach. Like, they fight for the soul of Ruby Soho. Are you a new blood? Are you an original? Like, who, who, who cares? Y'all have not been around 20 years like that, talking this whole, are you an AEW original? Yeah, something that's a... Uh, uh, Stanford, or are you just some Stanford reject? Like, uh, AEW, it's like, they affects me between that and having 19 blondes is the women they they need to do something because they gonna get you see what WWE is doing and I'm like y'all gonna get left behind y'all need oh. to do better with what y'all doing as far as the women go because it's like not just the main roster you see we talk you know you see what's in Florida who is oh. there Tiffany Stratton No one. Keanu James. Yeah. No Jay one. Cargill is their main top one. Oh. 
And after that, it's like, you could say, maybe Willow Nightingale. And then it's like, who else? You got Penelope Fords and all those, and the Bunny and everything. There's nothing wrong with them, but it's like, I, you know, yeah. I, I have seen what, what WWE women look like. I see what AEW women look like. And it's like, you your best ones, you don't give a chance to shine. Because you have people at the top that's sucking up their energy. Like Tony Storms is awesome, but they don't let her be awesome. Jamie Hader is the solid line. And then you just got everybody else, like, you know, Tanara Conti has stagnated. And you just got a bunch of people, like, we just playing Ring Around the Rosie. And it's like, I'm going to watch that. And then I'm going to watch Bianca Belair and Asuka. I'm like, yeah, y'all both wrestle, but <laughs> one look a lot different. One look a lot different than the other. And it's. That's going to be, and we have talked about it, and I talked about it with Jeff, and I said the biggest advantage that WWE has is they have a market inefficiency. Like, AEW can take advantage of market inefficiency, where it's like it might be people that didn't get a chance in WWE go to AEW when Vince was in charge. Like, Adam Cole was going to hit a ceiling. It was only so far he's going to get under Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah. When it, com- when it comes to the women, WWE got a head start. And they have a pipeline where I told people, like, Nikki Bella is never showing up in AEW. Never. Oh. <laughs> so, Trish Stratus, is, Trish Stratus ain't showing up. Charlotte Flair, I mean, I would never say never. Like, they, their icons aren't showing up like the men would. And most of the big names grew up on WWE. Like, Beth Phoenix ain't going to one day show up in AEW. Like, no, that shit ain't happening. So, you're going to have to get disgruntled people from WWE or you gotta get rookies and it's like it's not that many people where you, know, you compete with WWE and you compete with Impact Wrestling it's like it ain't that many that's just walking around that's gonna choose y'all like unless don't, like you go, you might get somebody where it's like I'm not gonna get enough time in NXT so I get there and you have to cultivate and they have a few in the pipeline that's on that YouTube show but it's like you got to get a lot of them, especially now. It's about, you know, I'm, I'm looking at places like, you know, I like them Japan women. I look, you know, I love to get Julia. If she want to come here, I write a blank check. It's like, yeah, don't let them get a foothold and start them. Boy, it's a wrap. Because they are, I, I know they're looking over there. And, I, and Kyrie probably still has a number in Stanford. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, if she's coming back to the states, I would be shocked if she went anywhere but uh, back yeah, to the WWE. It is like, it is, and it just helps where it's kind of like you know. Speaking of Kyrie, I have, I want to watch that match with her and Mercedes, and it's just kind of like that is going to be a very interesting thought experiment because we have seen men go with Japan and be stars. We haven't seen women in a long time do that. And it's gonna be it's gonna be seen like can you hang with the big dogs and how well can you do it and you know because she's a star but it's kind of like those women like as good as the WWE women are the Japanese women yeah that's that's a whole different level I don't like I don't know what then it has been like that for a long time I remember I heard of Manami Toyota and I didn't even. I wasn't even a tape trader, and I knew who she was. That's how good she was. Oh. Like, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, she, 
I guess I don't know who is like that over there now. Like that, uh, and that's that. That is mostly my Julia, ignorance more than anything else. Julia and I think Myla Iwitami, because I know Iwitami didn't come. Because like a lot of them came, like you know, my Asuka and, and Io were basically that before they left, and Kyrie was like that. So a lot of them are over here now. But the ones who aren't over here, it's like. The, the two that stand out, people always say, say all the time, is Julia that stands out because she's an Italian. She is an Italian that's in stardom with braids. No. Yes. That can wrestle her ass off and, and has style. And then my my way with Tommy is the the one out of those four that that's not over in the United States yet. But it's like I have watched a few things like, yes, they are on a whole different level as far as athleticism, what they do. And I know Mercedes wanted to like, oh, she always wanted to do that. And I know she's happy doing that and just seeing that pipeline because like that just helps wrestling. And that's kind of no. like it elevates everything and it just shows where ah, that's the one thing like they should have never let her look out the door and realize her worth. Her and Naomi is like just and I know people like it's it's funny to find yeah people always got on, on her talking about she cared too much she yeah, I'm like <laughs> I and I looked at it I you know what they should say that about Bret Hart he a mark for himself he, he cared too much it's just business and history is proven though Bret Hart was right and. I laugh because they made fun of Bret Hart for caring too much, and they made fun of Kevin Nash for not caring enough. And I was like, they both right. Kevin Nash feels Bret Hart cared because he was passionate about what he did and had pride in it. Kevin Nash was about his money, and they were both right. And somehow people like the internet told me oh, Kevin Nash don't know he he everything wrong with wrestling. No, he not. He, he got common sense. They never, what's wrong with having common sense? Like it's. So and the whole thing Mercedes, why she care about the tag titles? It's just it's just fake. It's like she cared about her job. And they lied. And that ain't the first time that happened. They did that twice with her. And it's like, just treat me fair. I'm a star. Pay me like y'all paying the other stars. And they like, nah. Alright, bye. Y'all, guess what? Cause guess what? Y'all gonna pay me more when I if I come back. If I come back. They, they think the price gonna go down. Oh, I, yeah, it, that is still one of the more interesting situations in wrestling, honestly. Because no one's really said anything bad about the other party. Man, I mean, it was just—it seemed like they know Vince did them dirty, and they wonder. I think the thing with Naomi was like. I ain't coming. I, I, I do what she do, and I'll be all right. It's like I made money, and I can be a mom, and I I'm gonna do it my own terms. If I don't come back, I don't come back. And it's like I respect that, cause it ain't gonna be this whole. They ain't begging to come back. They're gonna be all right. They up. People make fun. Oh, they on bar rescue. They they on TV. They ain't do that for free. I see them popping up on fashion shows and, and red carpets. Like I don't see Carmella doing that. No offense to Carmella. It's like they are fine. 
when Mercedes is walking around with the IWGP women title and she pop up with a Mandalorian in about a month and a half, y'all really think she's gonna get a she gonna ask for a discount to resign? <laughs> to, to lose to Ronda Rousey? Like y'all y'all damn mind. Like, no. Y'all don't y'all not y'all y'all never learn y'all lesson. Y'all didn't learn y'all lesson with Stacey Keebler. Y'all didn't learn y'all lesson with with Brock Lesnar. Y'all uh-huh. didn't learn y'all lesson with Batista. Don't let them realize what they worth and they think they're going to come back hat in hand begging. It's like, no. Didn't The Rock show y'all that? Y'all still didn't learn? Yeah, that's like, they're going to, trust me, they're going to learn with, when it's Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair turn, but they out the door. Pretty wild. I ain't see that coming. And y'all better see. Oh. Like, yeah. Well, speaking of out the door, I think it's time for us to uh, get out the door here. Yes, it is. Uh, Bell Time Beer on uh, my end. Uh, Country Boy Brewing and Passion Fruit Cider. It is one that the uh, wife got for me back uh, last summer. I figured I should probably finish some very old beers. So uh, should you uh, find yourself down in uh, Kentucky? Because I'm trying to remember where and I don't have my... It's getting bad. I need a pair of readers. Uh... Yeah, Georgetown, Kentucky, to be exact. So if you happen to be in Georgetown, Kentucky, they have some pretty tasty beers down there, and uh, go and check them out. Uh, the brand is at Stunt Granny. Uh, he is uh, at Philly Drugs. And uh, let's see, you can find us at Apple Podcasts, download us at any other location like Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, and Google. So, uh, Shahid, send us on out of here. For Kevin DeFrango, I'm Shahid Duhadi, and please wear a seatbelt when you're involved in extracurricular activities on the road. We are out. <laughs>